0: Content warning for child abuse and medical stuff and medical abuse. And if any of that is upsetting, maybe skip that one. I mean, let's face it, the whole thing is upsetting. Um, was it this weekend that there was that this brouhaha uh, happened? Or maybe it was late last week. Anyway, recently in the news, uh, well, on Twitter, which is sort of the news. Uh, it was on NPR, that's news. Um, there, uh, There's this uh, radical new treatment of children with a pain disorder where they basically hurt them <laughs> and teach them to say that they hurt less than they do.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's
0: a pretty good way to sum it up. <laughs> like something happens and these children get this, uh, I mean, it can happen to adults too, but the focus of this particular um, article, whatever, I think it was a podcast or something anyway, um, was, was children uh, specifically. So like something happens to you and then your, your pain, I guess the theory is that your, your pain system is like overly sensitized. So normal things like, a breeze blowing on you will cause you excruciating pain or like any kind of touch or, or anything like that. Um, and so even if they're, so even if that's an accurate, uh, summation of, <laughs> of what's, what's really happening and they, there's no way to know of course, like they, they can't see anything on the tests that we have now. That's obviously wrong with these people, but, um, so they have this theory that they're just like, they're just too sensitive. Mm. And uh, if, if, you, <laughs> and that if you, uh, if you try to, <laughs> it's, it's like, don't, it's the don't feed the trolls pain edition. <laughs> like if, <laughs> if, if you, if you try hard not to think about it and you never speak about it and don't allow anybody else about around you to ask you how you're doing or anything health related, then somehow magically, uh... You'll stop hurting so fucking much, which is ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah,
1: so a more medically cromulent description of these teens uh, might be that they have chronic pain without a diagnosed source. That's about as far as any quote-unquote science goes in terms of the study here. Because it just seems like, you know, well, they torture these kids for five hours a day you know, like making them like exercise or whatever. Um, and uh, <laughs> by the way, back when uh, I was running uh, minute flat quarter miles and uh, 12 second hundreds and sub six miles, um, I was not working out five hours a day to do that. Practice was like two hours. It was like from three to five if it ran long.
0: And it wasn't excruciating on purpose. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming, but like, in general. Right, no. <laughs> like, that wasn't the goal.
1: Right, the goal was to uh, stay at or improve your current ability. Right. Not, not to, you know, like, rewire your whole system. Um, and of course, the uh, the way that training works for a sport is that you have to um, know the point of failure and work as close to it as possible so that, um, you know, the whole breakdown, recovery, and come back stronger thing can occur. Um, but again, right. none of that is torture compared to uh, just making someone with chronic pain move in a way that
0: causes the chronic pain to flare up. Right. And like, they don't actually know what the point of failure is, they have a theory. Well because it's immediate like any movement
1: is past it like it's all within like it's all after the point of failure
0: right everything hurts yeah there's this is a neurological problem of some sort and i I just really don't think that this psychological and physical torture is the way to I mean my radical opinion <laughs> is is that torture is probably not the most effective treatment for anything.
1: Yeah. And since we're uh, talking about literal torture here, um, so we all know that torture is not a useful way of extracting information because (laughs) the information you extract is the information that stops the torture. Um, And in the same way, um, you know, the uh, only quote-unquote data that this quote-unquote study has is, you know, that stupid 10-point pain scale that these kids would just claim a lower number at the end of it. Um, which, if we follow our torture theory here, is just, I mean, can I leave if I say it worked? You know, because I'm under 18 and can't just walk out on my own?
0: Plus, at that point, they may have re re-evaluated what a 10 really is, because they've been pushed harder <laughs> right. than, like, past the the bounds of pain that they were previously able to imagine, which is a cheerful little thought I just had.
1: Right. It's, you know, like, if you if you have some sort of, you know, catastrophic injury that you can smash your left hand with a hammer and that will distract you from the other pain and you can just deal with the pain of having a smashed hand and maybe your brain will work like that. Sure.
0: I'm skeptical. <laughs> yeah. Because, um, <laughs> I don't know, it seems like such cockamamie bullshit.
1: And in, in some of the uh, replies to the uh, tweet uh, from NPR about the article, um, some were from participants, and um, a thing that seems to show up is that. These are kids who are basically just loaded full of NSAIDs because their parents wouldn't let them be on prescription opioids or, well, prescription anything.
0: Right. Oh, man. And I, I forgot the detail where in the course of this treatment, a girl started to have an asthma attack, and they wouldn't let her use her inhaler because that constituted medication.
1: Okay, I'm pretty sure that's not legal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? I mean, because that can very plausibly lead to the death of a child. And generally, you're not supposed to do things that can lead to the death of a child or an adult or an animal, really. I mean, unless you're specifically slaughtering food animals. But beyond that, uh, <laughs> it is it, it it's it sounds like, I don't know, it's beyond criminal negligence. It is... That's just like, oopsie, I ignored you and you died. This is like No, I I, I don't even I'm not sure murder in this something degree. Yeah. <laughs> I had she died, she didn't, fortunately. Instead she was trained to say that she hurt less than she did. And and there's this whole like part of the premise of this is that now like so back in the day we were supposed to suck it up and and not uh you know deal with pain and then you know people found out that actually pain is bad for you in a lot of ways like a ton of different ways um and and so now people think that we've overcorrected and now we're too worried about when people are in pain Mm -hmm. like come on (laughs) How do you how do you how do you swing around to the idea that well maybe we just care about people's pain too much? <laughs> maybe maybe we're too worried about when people hurt. Yeah. Maybe like it's I mean it's basically like republicanism I guess. Yeah. <laughs> You're like And let's face I,
1: it, we're not talking about people, we're talking about women and girls.
0: In general, yes. Yeah. I mean, there are some male patients, but usually men can get like men men can get much better pain treatment than women just in general.
1: Yeah, we went through this in our IUD episode. I'll uh, bring this over to uh, another topic we had, which uh also frustratingly um doesn't seem to have had a reaction outside of like the Twitter sphere, like <laughs> not more articles were written about it or um. Or it's just, you know, very hard to Google for. Uh, and that is uh, that we've quote-unquote known for a while, but have not looked into the fact that Viagra eases uterine pain.
0: Like, completely cures it, basically. <laughs> like, they gave some, some women some Viagra, and uh, some other women got a placebo, and the placebo group had uh their cramps stayed pretty bad i mean some of them lessened because you know that just happens sometimes if you you can wait it out it's a chaotic uh, entity <laughs> <laughs> but in the viagra group there was like some pretty significant pain reduction from like most uh or possibly all i think it might have been all of the women like it was it just there, so there's this stupid device it's it's a tens unit it's a cute little TENS unit and they sell it they market it as a, a switch for an off switch for menstrual cramps and it's not like I bought a cheap TENS unit and, and I've used it a few times and it you know kind of helps if only as a distraction from the hurting but um so, so it helps some but like apparently Viagra is like turns it off your your pain just goes away it's like if Tylenol actually works like, <laughs> like they say it does but it does not and uh and so that seemed you know that to me that sounds pretty compelling like hey and and you'd think financially you you'd think well hey i can also now sell this product to people who have periods (laughs) people who have uh uterine pain uh, cramps for any other reason that's a lot of people uh, more people than men with erectile dysfunction. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently the fine people who at the whatever big Pfizer. pharma company, Pfizer, were like, meh.
1: <laughs> right. Like, what? because whatever they were uh, inventing it for, like, once they discovered that it worked for erectile dysfunction, you know, their eyes turned into dollar signs and that was history.
0: It was a heart medication. Right, that's right, and they and it turned out it helps you with your boners, and and they were like woohoo, we're gonna market the shit out of that, we're gonna sell this thing, it's gonna be great. And then when it was like this will treat a debilitating <laughs> source of pain that almost everyone with a uterus has at one time or another, they're like, meh. Yeah, and the uh,
1: the way by which this works isn't even like you know, a mysterious, uh, thing either. It works by the same message, uh, or the same method that, um, you know, if you're, uh, if you're able to reach orgasm, that you can reduce cramps because you're flooding your uterus with blood because that is what Viagra does. It floods areas down there with blood <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that reduces pain. Because, you know, it's like the opposite of inflammation. <laughs> right. Um, and of course, uh, that can also um, enable you to have a virtuous cycle of that as well. Whereas if you can reduce your cramps enough to effectively masturbate, which can also reduce your cramps, you know, that's fine too. Uh, and, you know, it's just, just because it doesn't have the same literal effect on women that it does on men even though it's fairly similar i would still argue is you know at least enabling sex in people who oh might nobody not cares have been about able- that exactly. for
0: women yeah <laughs> nobody cares i mean art that whole like it, it's like everything in in uh you know, the the whole uterine area is just, just like no man's land or something. Like they don't yeah. want to go near it, even though there's so much money to be made. I mean, and and even if so, even if you ignore the gobs and gobs of profit <laughs> <laughs> that, that Pfizer is turning down here, just think of all the women who might be helped. <laughs> right. <laughs> like sometimes I I I have personally had cramps so bad that that it was completely debilitating. I felt like I was gonna throw up or pass out. And I mean I I have had cramps so bad I almost passed out. Um did not like that.
1: Yeah, but no, just uh <laughs> take some over the counter crap and ruin your liver. That that'll be fine.
0: Yeah. The that you you have a choice. You can ruin your, your liver with Tylenol, you can ruin your kidneys with uh with uh Advil. <laughs> <laughs>
1: or your stomach um, with Aleve.
0: Yeah, I guess it's just, uh, well, all, all of them, but Tylenol ruin your stomach also. Um. <laughs> right,
1: but but, but, it, but Tylenol it, is also much harder on your endocrine system per effect. Yeah. So it's, it, th- they're all pretty bad is what we're saying. They're not useful it, it, at all.
0: It would have been super to be able to just like pop a Viagra. And, and incidentally, it was uh, administered vaginally. So you don't even have to swallow it. You just kind of get it up in there. Um yeah. Maybe that's part of what's so icky. I don't know. Mm. Maybe they think women wouldn't be wouldn't be willing. It's amazing the shit that people think women wouldn't be willing to do. For the, I mean, so I guess I guess you can maintain an idea that women aren't willing to do a whole lot to uh, treat their own pain when they aren't ever given options. <laughs> <laughs> so you think, oh yeah, women are great at dealing with pain, but you don't actually offer them pain relief. Right. So so we've never really tested this. I mean, I know there's a whole, like, woo-woo cult around childbirth and unmedicated childbirth and how blah 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 whatever. But, like, that's kind of... That's that's not all women. <laughs> it's super isn't... There, there are at least as many, if not way more women, who are like, yeah, that sounds like it's really horrible. If I can reduce the hurtiness of that, I'm, like, A-plus going to do that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Since you said, um... Who- you know, you basically have to take it on demand. It would be more useful to get Viagra or the generic approved over-the-counter rather than convincing a bunch of doctors <laughs> to uh, prescribe it off-label until, you know, this is on the label. <laughs> yeah. Um, And this gets me to just a general thing where, like, people turn to hard drugs when... They are addicted to their prescriptions, which they can no longer acquire to one reason or another, and sometimes like it's a perfectly valid quote unquote addiction, like if you are you know addicted to your pain pills, for example, because you have chronic pain, you can't wean off of that because your pain is still there
0: i mean you can you just get to be in much more pain right all the time. yeah <laughs> like. Duh. But apparently we're not supposed to we, we worry too much about when people are in pain. We need to just tell everybody to suck it up. Like, you know, if we'll we'll cut off your leg if you've got gangrene, and beyond that, have some rum. Yeah.
1: Because so many things are so like it's less dangerous than perfectly legal alcohol or um, you know, like Hardcore actual dangerous drugs that the people would turn to. Um, you know, so like the potential recreational abuse of Viagra is,
0: I mean, they abuse it in the porn industry, and that's about it.
1: Yeah, but even then, like, the only thing it does for an individual who isn't actually. Uh, suffering from erectile dysfunction for any medical reason, is it just shortens recovery time. So, you know, again, in the porn industry, you know, you've got to do multiple takes, you know. I mean, if you're shooting all day, fine. Um, But, you know, other than that, I mean, oh, no, someone might have a really good night.
0: Right. You know, like,
1: yeah. (laughs) All the NSAIDs, which are legal over-the-counter you know, do bubkiss, but destroy your endocrine system, but, um, the, uh, opioid-derived painkillers, um, you know, actually work, and if they felt like it, they could come up with perfectly reasonable over-the-counter dosages, um... Instead of, you know, just, well, you know, there's nothing between, uh, you know, Advil and the, uh, like, Vicodin.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it seems like there should be some, some kind of intermediate, uh...
1: Yeah. And the thing about, you know, like, so let's, let's say, you know, you have a Vicodin addiction. It is still nothing compared to a heroin addiction. It is nothing compared to using heroin even once. We have, you know, detoxing programs for Vicodin where you make a full recovery, you know, but, you know, with heroin or meth or coke, um, you know, once causes permanent damage. You know, it's that uh, it's that one time high that you never achieve again, that you're always chasing. And, you know, it just completely wrecks your brain, you know. But the point of having doctors is so that they can move you around, uh, uh, drugs that have similar effects, but different methods of action so that you don't, uh, so that you have time to recover some tolerance and not get addicted and whatever. And if these things were over the counter, you know, even brand name, you know, like the most expensive pills I can think of, you know, that are in a Rite Aid are like, uh, like brand name, uh, z which is like, melatonin uh melatonin capsules by NyQuil but they're like a dollar (laughs) each instead of you know like a dollar a bottle (laughs) and you know uh stuff that prevents suicide like SSRIs you know there's not much abuse potential and you know what there is is nothing compared to the fact that you could kill yourself with about $40 worth of alcohol
0: yeah or probably $20 worth of Tylenol yeah like like generic Tylenol you could absolutely and that would not be a pleasant death
1: no it would not having renal failure pretty much
0: yeah um well I think liver failure in that case but anyway Uh,
1: yes just something got horribly wrong
0: yeah bad things um it does seem like it it's it's pretty weird the shit that we want to keep behind the counter and the shit that will let people just go by right like cuz i know that people are self-medicating with alcohol like i i know people who have realized that they were self-medicating with alcohol and went to great lengths to stop self-medicating with alcohol <laughs> And had they been able to seek actual appropriate treatment, that would have been great. Uh, but at the time, they couldn't because you know, the American healthcare system lol, that we even call it that—because hmm. <laughs> it's not really about caring for our health. Uh,
1: no, not well. There's money to be made,
0: right? Like it's 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 pretty bananas. Like it's about gatekeeping. <laughs> care uh and 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 drugs like it's about keeping uh keeping what we need away from us so as to maximize the value per dollar we pay and our employers pay for insurance which is just wonderful
1: yeah so you know i have a uh a my prescription plan you know is through the state so my prescriptions are. $3 Three dollars per like thing I need, like that is the negotiated rate. And when you see what people with insurance have to pay for various things, you know, close to a hundred dollars, hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars,
0: especially for shit that used to be cheap, like like somebody a uh, a coalition apparently of antitrust violators you would think (laughs) decided to jack the price of insulin up so that people would die yep which is you know amazing
1: right and you know but you know if if i required it you know with it would be three dollars a month for me (laughs) (laughs) or or if you know my prescription said like 90 days it would be three dollars for 90 days because that's what my plan is And if you have a plan that's based on sliding scales or percent retail costs, despite the fact that it's not available over the counter, you know, it's just it's infuriating that this is like that price fixing is even possible.
0: (laughs) Right. We're supposed to have laws about that. And like I've been in a pharmacy when a pharmacist was trying to explain to an old person the donut hole in their Medicare such that their prescriptions for a little while were going to be entirely unaffordable. But that's okay, because after a while, when you've bankrupted yourself, uh, trying to pay for the drugs that you need to remain alive, then it'll kick back in again. And I'm like, wow, how is that a fucking thing?
1: Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's just a literal disdain for humanity. There's, just, it's profits over people, and it's,
0: and this is Medicare. That's the government. They're supposed to not have a profit motive. So I really don't understand.
1: Well, the Bush administration put a lot of that in there.
0: True. Yeah. Probably at the behest of, etc. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, we we could always go on forever about healthcare in this goddamn <laughs> country. Uh, yeah. It's <laughs> and, real bad. And if we have other international listeners, I'm so sorry that you have to deal with our shenanigans. Uh, although one international thing I'll bring up is... Uh, uh, Viagra did recently become over-the-counter in the UK, so I hope we could get enough anecdotes from there of women taking it uh, for pain that maybe we could start a proper discourse, because, you know, when I put this topic in, it was there was one paywalled article... So I said, you know, like, we'll we'll wait a bit, you know, for someone else to write about it so we can actually link to something that hasn't happened. Um, Trying to research um, this topic leads to um, the same two studies, like one from 2013 and one like way older and a whole bunch of useless crap about how if you're a woman and you take Viagra, it doesn't make you wet. You know, it's like, okay, like, I do not have sufficient Google foo to go around this and (laughs) find some damn numbers, but.
0: Seems like a larger scale study would have been good. And like, then like, you know, make that be a drug. (laughs) Although if we can get it over the counter, I'd be perfectly happy (laughs) to buy it and use it off label. Yeah. If I should ever need to again. But I don't necessarily have high hopes for that because even when it comes to boners, we're still a fairly (laughs) prudish country. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, boners are extremely important, so we'll do whatever we can to enable them. But we won't necessarily make it easy, especially because, like, the people that you want to have boners are rich white men. Yeah. Everybody else like you don't like necessarily want to encourage that. Like it's okay if it's hard for people who aren't rich white men to get boners when they can't just like do that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I uh,
0: I don't know that I would necessarily expect a revolution. <laughs> like I, I I don't think that even with like UK data that we would necessarily get over the counter. Uh, I mean, plus they only ever make things over the counter when the patent is about to expire. <laughs> and I don't know when that's when that.
1: Well, I mean coming. the the generic is available. But, yeah. So I don't I know. Think
0: there's something. Something no. weird anyway.
1: It's just, it's just classified as one of those things that's prescription only.
0: Yeah, I don't know. <sighs> so basically everything sucks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, we did today get the official announcement of the Apple event later in the month. So um, right. we'll, we'll have some, like, <laughs> some uh, first world problems to complain about in the <laughs> next couple of episodes. It'll be a little more... Uh, less aggravating to listen to if you made it through this one.